For many years the Elder Isles were ruled from Castle Hadion at Leoness Town, until Olam III, son of Fafion Longnose, removed the seat of government to Falu Fail at Avalon, taking with him the sacred throne Evandig and the great table Kerbra on Maiden, the board of notables, and the source of a whole cycle of legends. In years to come, Kerbra on Maiden would serve as model for the round table, which graced King Arthur's court at Camelot. Upon the death of Olam III, the Elder Isles entered upon a time of troubles, the Ska, having been expelled from Ireland, settled on the island Skagain, where they rebuffed all attempts to dislodge them. Goths ravaged the coast of Dehout, sacking the Christian monastery on Wanish Isle, sailing their longboats up the Cambermouth as far as Cogstone Head, from which they briefly menaced Avalon itself. A dozen princelings vied for power, shedding much blood, wreaking much grief and bereavement, exhausting the land, and in the end achieving nothing, so that the Elder Isles became a patchwork of eleven kingdoms, each at odds with all the rest. Audrey I, King of Dehout, never abandoned his claim to sovereignty over all the Elder Isles, citing his custody of the throne Evandig as basis for his assertion. His claim was angrily challenged, especially by King Friston of Leoness, who insisted that Evandig and Kerbra on Maiden were his own rightful property, wrongfully sequestered by Olam III. He named Audrey I traitor and caitiff. In the end, the two realms went to war. At the climactic battle of Orm Hill, the two sides succeeded only in exhausting each other. Both Friston and Audrey I were killed, and finally the remnants of the two great armies straggled sadly away from the bloody field. Audrey II became king of Dehout, and Casimir I was the new king of Leoness. Neither abandoned the ancient claims, and peace between the two realms was thereafter fragile and tentative. So went the years, with tranquility only a memory. In the forest of Tontraval, halflings, trolls, ogres, and others less easily defined bestirred themselves and performed evil deeds which no one dared punish. Magicians no longer troubled to mask their identities and were solicited by rulers for aid in the conduct of temporal policy. The magicians devoted ever more time to sly struggles and baneful intrigue, to the effect that a goodly number had already been expunged. The sorcerer Sartzenek was one of the chief offenders. He had destroyed the magician Codfoot by means of a purulence and Widfoot through the spell of total enlightenment. In retaliation, a cabal of Sartzenek's enemies compressed him into an iron post, which they emplaced at the summit of Mount Agon. Sartzenek's scion, Tamurello, took refuge at his manse Faroli, deep within the forest of Tontraval, and there protected himself by dint of careful magic. That further events of this sort might be avoided, Mergen, most potent of the magicians, issued his famous edict, forbidding magicians' employment in the service of temporal rulers, inasmuch as such activity must inevitably bring magicians into new conflicts with each other, to the danger of all. 
Two magicians, Snodbeth the Gay, so-called for his jingling bells, ribbons, and merry quips, and Grundle of Shadarlost, were brash enough to ignore the edict, and each suffered a severe penalty for his presumption. Snodbeth was nailed into a tub to be devoured by a million small black insects. Grundle awoke from his sleep to find himself in a dismal region at the back of the star Akernar, among geysers of molten sulfur and clouds of blue fume. He, too, failed to survive. Although the magicians were persuaded to restraint, travail and dissension elsewhere were rife. Celts who had been placidly settled in the Doubt province Fur Aquila became inflamed by bands of goidels from Ireland. They slaughtered all the doubts they could find, elevated a burly cattle thief named Miorgan the Bald to the kingship, and renamed the land Godelia, and the doubts were unable to recapture their lost province.